I wake up every single day, I am who I say I am. And I get what I get because I live in B-Smoke. Stop being gazelle, you're not average. You're not even good, you were born to be great. What's going on world, welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success Podcast. I'm your host CJ. Joined as always by the Bayesian sensation, Mr. Carl Phillips. What's going on, world? And Dr. HHP, hip-hop preacher, Eric Thomas. That's E.T. to them. That's E.T. to you. Man, fellas, I uh, appreciate y'all locking in early this morning. You know how we do. The, the, uh, The morning crew. We back in action, man. Looking forward to bringing you guys a great podcast. We got some things we're going to do today. Um, I actually have a... Uh, a, a, a line in Gazelle of the Week. So I'll bring that to you later, man. But this podcast is sponsored by Penn State University. Again, we're proud to have Penn State as our sponsor. Listen, man, they allow you to earn your degree online from anywhere in the world and offer more than 125 graduate and undergraduate degree certification programs. They're ranked number one for online bachelors, all right? Number one in the world for online bachelors. Learn how Penn State World Campus can help you reach your educational goals by visiting worldcampus.psu.edu. That's worldcampus.psu.edu. So for those of you who've been trying to finish your degree, started, need to go back, some of you just looking to advance your careers and need that degree to do so, man, go check them out. Penn State, man, they're doing big things. We appreciate them sponsoring the podcast. All right, let's jump into it, man. I got a fair file that's kind of been bugging me um, for a, a, a few days now. And um, I want to bring it to y'all. I didn't, you know, it was crazy. Like, I find myself now, like, not wanting to talk to y'all throughout the week about certain things because I want to wait until we bring it to the podcast. So I've been, like, avoiding the topic. But I really wanted y'all opinion on it. Um, and, and and we'll go right into it. Fair file. The New York Giants, okay, and shout out to my Lions. They lost. They ain't do nothing wrong. They just lost because they lose. That's what we do. That's right. Um, the New York, you know what I'm saying? They didn't have no – They had no. I couldn't find a reason for why we lost just other than just uh, uh, culture and legacy. Um, but the New York Giants, they had – Clinched the playoff spot last Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, I believe. I don't know. They clinched the playoff spot, and then the group of players, and Odell Beckham led the way, decided that they would go to Miami and party on, I believe, Monday. They get Monday off to kind of, you know, rest, do their thing, whatever they do. They decided to take off and fly to Miami on Monday and party and then fly back for practice Tuesday. Now, when I heard it, I'm going, no way. It's no way y'all first playoff game for a lot of y'all, you got a chance to win a Super Bowl. You've probably been playing ball your whole life, like waiting on this moment, and you fly on your off day to Miami, like New York to Miami. That ain't like a jog around the corner. That's a nice flight. You go party it up, then come back, and now – I'm sitting there looking, and I was like, let me not even say nothing, because if they go out there and ball out, maybe, you know, I don't know what I'm talking about. But I didn't watch the whole game, but I did see Beckham drop a touchdown pass in the first quarter, and then he dropped another pass. And so I'm sitting here saying, okay, you a grown man, but fair foul for them on their off day to go to Miami and party and then come back 
they didn't miss any practices. They, I ain't say they missed practice and weren't there. They just literally went to Miami to party on their off day. And I sat there and I was like, am I just getting old? Like, because I'm, you know, 34 now and you got a family. Maybe I'm tripping. But, like, should you not be at home resting, drinking water, getting ready for practice? I don't know. Fair file. Y'all tell I, me. I'm just going to say, Carl, play that track for me real quick, Carl. Play that track for me, Carl. On Monday, I cry. It's a blessing that you're not there yet. On Wednesday, I grind. That's why some of you are not there. Had you got to where you wanted to get to, most of you might lose. On Thursday, I grind. When you get to this level, you ain't practicing no more. You either got it or you don't. 120. 120. All right, exactly. That's what I'm talking about right there. On Monday, I grind. On Tuesday, I grind. On Wednesday, I grind. Like, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know Beckham. I'm going to be real. I didn't watch the game. I was in Houston for a wedding, so I didn't get a chance to see the game. I did hear Chris Carter, however. I think it was on ESPN late one night. You know, I was uh, had the TV on. I overheard them talking about how young he was and, you know, in his 20s. And, you know, it's, uh, I remember Chris Carter was just talking about, you know, when he was 21, don't forget. You know, he's immature. You know, I think he's 24. He was immature. But Chris Carter was just saying he remembered when he was in his 20s, we all made mistakes or whatever. So I'm not 100% sure, you know, all, like the backstory. But based on what you're telling me, it's like that's why I see I talk about grinding, bruh. You know, and I know a lot of people, you know, they, they might say, okay, E.T., you know, okay, Monday I grind, Tuesday I grind. But I'm just talking about, like, consistency see I'm not really just talking about the grind itself there's a science behind the grind you know what I'm saying like like consistency like so if you grind Monday and you grind Tuesday and you know I had an opportunity to work in the NFL this year I had an opportunity you know what I'm saying to work with the Browns and be there you know and see like the happenings of a week and re it's real see like on Monday you do a certain thing on Tuesday you do a certain thing on Wednesday and it's almost see like a build-up you know what I'm saying like and you know, because you play football, you kind of, you know, you, you, you watching film, you're going from film to, you know, walk through and then you're putting on your pads and then it get a little bit more intense, you know. And so I'm just saying, see, that's why I always say on Monday I grind, on Tuesday I grind, because what I'm trying to say is that it's like a momentum and it's building up. And so you yeah, got to stay yeah, focused, you know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah, compound. You got to get focused, bruh. So I'm not, I'm not like, I ain't no football player. I can't, you know, say I know the mind of a football player, but I've seen successful people in my life and they wake up a certain time. See, they go to bed. So you have people out there like, yo, you just focusing on the grind. What about execution? I, here's my deal. See, you know, I talk about execution is worship, but, but you have, you know, uh, uh, please excuse my dear aunt Sally. Like, it, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it is what it is. You got exponents. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 subtraction. Like it, it's a it's an order. See, and the order is grind, 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 grind. And what the grinding is going to do on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, on Friday, it's just gonna build that momentum. And I'm not saying they would have they would have beat the Packers had they not. You know, I don't know, but I'm I'm hoping that they wouldn't have got blown out. It would have been a game. I'm hoping that 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 the Monday grind, the Tuesday grind, the Wednesday grind 
would would bring back to life that team that won the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? So, again, I'm not judging my man. I don't know. I'm not judging the players that left. I'm just saying on Monday I grind, on Tuesday I grind, and if you just stay focused, what you do is put yourself in a position to bring that phenomenal dude out. But when you do, when you plan and you're not really serious, you're not there mentally, it's a mental game, see? It's just not about talent, bro. It's not just about running routes. It, it's a when you get to, the, to that level of the playoffs, it's a lot mental and it's difficult to right, stay in right. that mental space when you partying, you know, practicing, partying, practicing, taking a day off, practicing. It just don't work like that, bro. Yeah, and I think especially, here go my problem, right? Now, when you a vet, you do what you want to do. We heard stories of Mike being in Vegas to 3, 4 in the morning. Okay, Mike got some rings and got some cachet to be doing whatever he want to do once you win some rings. My problem with y'all is a lot of them, I think this was their first time in the playoffs. So I'm saying... You 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 look to your leader. Eli won two rings already. I don't know if he was in Miami with him. I ain't see him that on, on the yacht with the shirt off like the rest of them boys. So I'm saying one, it shows me where your mind is at when you're not following the leader, right? I don't know if Cartwright and them was at Vegas if, if Jordan right, wasn't absolutely. there. Like you know what I'm saying? Like absolutely. your leader, so maybe you think who has won two Super Bowls and knows how to get it done, did not go. So that's my problem. It's like maybe me and Carl ain't get ready leader, to take it upon ourselves. To go do something if E ain't doing it, you know what I'm saying? Like we 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 respect E Lee. So if E if we got a big conference coming up, we not necessarily getting ready to go out, go hang out to the movies and all of that. When E say, "Yo, we got to get some rest. Let's take care of our bodies. Let's be ready to go 100." So that's one issue I have. The second issue I have is doggone it, y'all got y'all butts kicked, and now you got about six months to go to Miami every single day if you want right. to. You know what I'm saying? Like, focus, let's be see. real. You're done for yeah, the year. Focus. Like. Like you went, you went to Miami a week ago. Yeah. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Now, I'm you, just saying? now you back. You can go to Miami every single day. Yeah, but again, so I'm though, like, where's your mindset yeah. at to even be thinking about? Yeah, Miami? but again, like you said, why, why, like, let's leave Miami alone. You know what I'm saying? You know, you could have partied in New York, but it's what you just said. Right. And, and I think this is what people need to understand. It's like when we say grind, we're not necessarily saying you know grind for you know uh, for the rest of your life. What we are trying to tell you, though, is that there is a season. And I like what C said because, you know, you get these fanatics every now and then, C, to say, you know, oh, E.T., you said don't sleep. It's like what you, what you said, C, and we talked about this. I don't know if it was on the podcast or off the podcast. The reason why we don't talk about sleep is because people don't have a hard time doing that. You, you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Like, we don't need to do no big. Yeah, most people don't need help hitting me? the uh, snooze right. button. We don't need to do a conference <laughs> on hitting the snooze button. We don't need to do a conference on. Uh, no accountability on. on getting more sleep. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that. people, you, you, you know how to do that. We, we, we're not finding that the majority of, you know, uh, non-successful people, you know, are having a hard time sleeping. It is what it is. They, they, or, or anything. Not even not sleeping. Most people don't have a hard time not drinking. Right. You know what I'm saying? Most people don't have a hard time. You know, uh, having a great marriage. You know what I'm saying? Like, like there, there are reasons we talk about certain things because we know what the Achilles heel is for a lot of people. And so, for a lot of people, laziness is an Achilles heel. Right. So I, I always laugh when people are like ET is dangerous. You talking to people about? I'm like, trust me, no, it's not. At the very maximum, he trying to get you to even. You know what I'm saying? Like, for, and then for those of y'all who next level. You gonna go with right, us? So, hey, let me be practical, y'all. Like y'all know, I just like to to kind of break things down. 
So the first thing for me, I just got off a flight last night and I'll be 100% transparent with y'all. I am hit right now. And not because I had probably like a good five, six hours sleep, but I'm saying traveling in any form. You, you trying to say my guest bed uh, mattress ain't uh, the truth? No, it wasn't that. It's that Come on, hey. man. I keep, hey, I keep fire mattresses <laughs> over here, regardless of what people think from previous podcasts. <laughs> my mattresses at the crib are next level. And, they, and you could have took it home with you on the plane if you needed to because you're my brother. And I would not have asked for it back. <laughs> for it back. Hey, but no, no. It's the, <laughs> hey, it's the 20-hour day. Y'all had me work yesterday. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No, but being real, man, traveling in any form. So if I know I got something big to prepare for, I'm trying to get the travel out the way and get there and be settled. Number one, I ain't trying to travel no time mm-hmm. soon. Then number two, mm-hmm. a weekend, what it used to be. Growing up, a week used to feel like, you know what I'm saying? You go to school Monday, and I promise oh, no you, doubt. Friday took about a month to come. But now, oh, sure. I'm talking about Monday, and then you go to school, and then it's like Monday, and then it's like Tuesday, and then it's like Monday again. So if you know you got right, only a right. week to prepare for something, it's no way. It's no way that you could even possibly think, like, yo, I got all, I got all this time to go and lose, like he said, lose concentration, go focus on something completely off, you know what I'm saying, not where I'm going, and then come back. No, nah, it don't even make sense. Well, here's the thing. You go party on Monday, and you got practice on Tuesday. Right. So I don't know if you flew in, like, the morning of practice, but I'm pretty sure you don't go to Miami on South Beach, party it up on a whole night, and then fly back in Tuesday morning and then be ready for practice at 11 o'clock in the afternoon uh, and, and, and be ready to shine. Like, I just don't know how that works. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not sure if you can get it done like that. So I don't know. I, it sounds like we're all on one accord, but then again, we all uh, grumpy old men, so maybe it's just us. Maybe our maybe our millennial, early millennial listeners would be like, "Yo, what's wrong with them?" Yeah, well, we can't you celebrate. Know what I'm we just, just did a quick party. I just wanted to make sure, Carl. I, I made mention of that. You know, uh, you didn't see a lot of, you know, tweets from me, or you didn't see a lot of, you know, Instagram. You know, me going hard. You didn't see, you know, the um, TGIMs and guys. For me, literally, I started the year off. You know, we went as a, we did, I don't want to call it a vacation, but, you know, we, we did go as a team, you know, to um, D.C. Uh, and then my wife and I went to a wedding. So I didn't start January off, you know, with like the super duper grind in terms of work, but I did start to grind off, you know, with family. You know, my wife and I, bro, we staying up late, you know, we at the Galleria Mall, you know, we had Grand, we had grand Lux for dessert go across the street, um, dinner at Cheesecake Factory. You know, we uh, staying up to, you know, for us late 11, you know, 12 o'clock at night. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm not saying that they're not seasoned, see, uh, Carl, of mm-hmm. partying. And I want to make sure that, you know, though. But did we have a conference that you, day? You, you, you <laughs> know what I'm saying? And not, not even that week, see. So I just want to say to those of you who are trying to get to that next level, I was talking to a young man last night who said, he felt like, you know, he had hit a glass ceiling and see, I already said no such thing of that. We're saying there's a time and season for all. And what we're saying, especially if you in business, bro, it's competitive out here. You know, I mean, Green Bay is about to go to the next level. My man said he about to run the table and it's, it's looking like, you know, it, it's looking like he about to run the tables, you know. And so I'm just saying to those of you who are listening, make sure when you have a season of work, that there are literally no distractions. You understand me? You are not alone. You are competing. And then I told you I want you to get to a level of domination. So in order to make that happen, you have to have a season of party. And let me just say this. I believe, it's just my personal philosophy, that you should play after you work. 
after you execute, after you bring home that championship. Like even Mike Tyson, and go back and listen to Mike Tyson's interviews when you get a chance, when he was dominant, he had a, li- look, I, I heard, I'm like, Mike, Mike Tyson on the diet? Like Mike Tyson is saying no to certain vices? Like, this is unheard of. But even though Mike Tyson was like kind of out there, you know, and, and I'm talking about, you know, had a whole different perspective about playing when he, when he had a time, when it was time for a fight, see, you would have thought Mike was a saint, bro. You would have thought this dude was like a pastor right, or right, something right. because he literally got locked in. He got focused yeah, yeah. and he was able You're to right. dominate. That's a good point. Yeah, I think he abstained from yeah. sex during his crazy training. stuff, bro. Yeah, the whole nine. Crazy stuff. Yeah, Diet the, change, the, the, the workout. There was, there was a mindset. Yeah. Because, and that's the part yeah. that we that a lot of young people are missing. You cannot dominate just from talent. Again, there is a when you watch the greats and whatever they do, you said it last week, I think they are obsessed. And the obsession is their mentality, the, the way that they approach the game. And so, yeah, see, no, yep, party, but say, hey, I'm partying in October or I'm partying at the end of the first quarter or I'm partying at the end of the second quarter. We're just saying schedule your partying, you know, and then when you do it, hey, by all means, go all out. But you can't party work, party work, party work. There can't be that disruption in the middle because you'll lose that momentum. And then again, like I said, you won't be able to dominate in your field. Hey, see? Only because we're talking about Miami, I just reflected on when Kobe Bryant missed that shot. Yep. Look at yep. the con- comparison. I only was that a playoff yep. game? I don't even think it was a playoff game. No. It was a regular season no. game when he was in Miami. He missed a, one shot. The game they had not, not major consequences, and my man spent like another couple of hours. I don't know how long, but in the gym taking the exact same shot just to make sure, like, yo, this is not gonna happen again. I'm never gonna miss that shot again. So you just do that. Oh, comparison. Meanwhile, uh, Luke Walton getting it in. <laughs> right, on no South doubt. Beach. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking Luke need to be working on the sky hook. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Why Kobe in there uh-huh. on one side of the court? I need Luke Walton. Working on the sky it's a hook, mentality, bro. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a it's mentality. mentality, and I want to jump into. I, I, we we've been you know we've been on this, and it turned into something I didn't know it was going to turn into, which is great. But I want to I want to kind of shift just a tad bit, e, and I want to talk about confidence, because um, last week we talked about you know dominating, you know, and that was a, a big theme for us. And we're talking about 2017, stay ready and dominate. And so as I, I'm I'm watching, and like you like I always say. Sports is a microcosm of life, right? And so I'm looking at the landscape of sports, and, and stay with me for my non-sports people. As I'm not going that deep, all right? But when we talk about confidence, the first thing I'm noticing is I look in the playoffs and I'm seeing the same names. Brady, Manning, Rodgers, Roethlisberger. Like, it's every single year. It's like, how can it be? And I realize that it must not only be that they're better than the person. It has to be also the confidence and the ability to be confident when you're trying to dominate. All right, and I'll try to make this clear. So I looked at a few examples across the sports landscape recently, right? And I looked at Ronda Rousey. Now, I don't watch much MMA, but I do pay attention to current events. And I know Ronda Rousey had dominated like anything, like like nothing anybody had ever seen, right? They talking about her flight and Floyd Mayweather, crazy stuff. I'm like, whoa, I'm like, who is this girl? So. I see her record. She, I mean, she's like tapping people out in like two seconds, right? Like nobody can beat her. 
So then last time she goes out, not this last fight, but the fight before she goes out and she gets knocked out, right? Okay, cool. It happens. Then she goes out the other day and she gets knocked out. And I mean like 10 oh, seconds second, knocked out. Bro. And I'm like, wow. I'm like, when you lose confidence, like I, I can't believe she's that much worse a fighter Absolutely. overnight. Like Absolutely. everybody can just beat you right. up. But I saw the confidence lost, right? Here goes another example. All year, Alabama has been untouchable. I mean, they've just been blasting people. They beat Washington by like 100 in the first round of the playoffs for the college football playoffs. And I said to myself before the game, I said, Clemson got a shot at these boys, not because I think Clemson is necessarily better, but I know they'll play with a lot of confidence because they hung with Alabama last year, so the fear factor is gone. And most of us, we don't lose necessarily because we're not good enough. We lose because of the intimidation factor or we don't think we could win. And so most teams, by the time Alabama get out there and you see the, 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 the helmets and the jerseys, you already lost. Like, let's be real. When people jumped in the ring with Mike, Mike uh, Spinks, like Michael Spinks, they already lost before they even ding, ding. It was over because you were scared and intimidated. But once that was removed and there was a level of confidence built in, I'm seeing that people win on a whole nother level. So, E, I'm wondering for you, and you can speak to what I just talked about, but I'm wondering for you in your life, we know you, and like I said, there's, in, in my opinion, there's no such thing as a confident person, right? We're confident in the areas in which we master, you know, not all around confidence, right? E's not comfortable, confident on downhill skis. He's confident when he gets the mic in his hands because that's what he mastered. But when we're talking about our own profession and in, 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 in our own arena, I'm wondering for you what that confidence looks like when you go from being a high school dropout. What kind of confidence did you get when you got your GED? What kind of confidence did you get when you got your four-year degree, your master's degree? And what did that ultimate, we talk about it even within the last couple of years of you getting your PhD, just the confidence in maybe not even you getting better as an orator or anything like that, but just the confidence level that you had reached the highest level of academia. And I'm wondering for our listeners, as you go out there in 2017 and dominate, e, how important is it that they have that level of confidence as the, that they take into whatever situation they come across? Yeah, I mean, it's a super duper confident. I want to go back because because you're too young. I don't know what happened, but you're too young. You said Michael Spinks. I'm like, I see that he's supposed to know who Michael Spinks he was in is. He's shock over here. See, he yeah, he's not he's supposed like to know what? who Spinks is. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, no, I seen Spinks on the uh, when when Tyson won that belt for the first oh, time. Yeah, Spinks yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Eyes yeah, was I, big. Hey, Spinks knew he ain't have a chance. But again, <laughs> you know, and then and then E, we talked. You you kind of this is something you talk about, but for real, you remember how you always talk about Buster Douglas, like. Once some once Buster beat Mike, everybody, oh, everybody wanted to beat Mike. Yeah, because it's all about confidence. And I'll I'll say this: I think Mike, I think Michael Jordan mentioned, you know, that he played with such a confidence and was able to dominate in the game. See, because of his preparation, you know, before the game. And I and I think a lot of a lot of uh, kids, you know, overestimate the power of preparation and what preparation does for your confidence. Now let me just say this real quick. Underestimate. Uh, underestimate. Here, here's the deal. That's, it, mm -hmm. Man, this is crazy, guys. I've had an opportunity to work um, NFL, NBA, you know, on all levels. And, and, and I've not talked about this a lot, but this is what blows my mind. If you've ever been in sports, especially D1 and professional, and I, I know I'm exaggerating, so for those people who got their pen and paper out ready to, you know, critique me, but 
I'm looking at a 40,000. Again, I'm, I'm exaggerating. 40,000 to 40 minute ratio, see? You know, I'm looking at, like, I've been, I've been around, bruh, and you got coaches that are making these kids practice. See, you talking about walk through the physical practice where, you know, um, you, you talk about film. You talk, bruh, they're putting in 40,000 hours and they're only playing for 40 minutes. See, like, I don't think people see that. You know, especially if all you do is watch the game. You don't go to practices. Like, you don't get a chance to see that. And I used to wonder why some of these coaches was, like, just going off and, you know, have, it's like about to, you know, like they about to have a heart attack, you know, in the arena. But I realized, see, you, you are upset with this kid because the same mistakes he was making in practice, he's making in the game or vice versa. If they're, if they're dominating – you're saying, okay, all the schemes we came up with, you guys are executing. So I'm just going to be honest with you guys. It has nothing to do with the PhD. It has nothing to do with the master's degree. It has nothing to do with the four-year degree. Now, the, the, the GED was probably a little different. You know, that, I, I, you know, that was a completion. You know, so I was pretty excited about that. I probably didn't prepare for the GED like I prepared for the four-year, the master's, you know, and the PhD. But guys, let me tell you something. It is the it is the it is the forty thousand hours, you know. What I'm saying that I that I'm putting in away from the actual work that I do that gives me confidence. You know, it is it is the going back and listening to a podcast like, okay, E, look at the mistakes that you're making. It's going back, you know, and getting critique from my you know speeches and going in the lab and saying, okay, I need to make these adjustments. It is the going back and and enunciating words. You know, just practicing, you know, okay, got to get better at that. It is the going back and looking at a word in a dictionary and, and going through the thesaurus. Like, it is actually, see, what I do in the lab, the practicing, you know, and the doing it over, repetition over and over and over and over and over again, that literally when I get up to speak, all I'm actually doing is saying, E, did you execute the plan? Like the stuff that you thought about, the stuff that y'all talked about, you know, the, the meeting that you had with the CEO or the, the supervisor, and he walked you through, these are some of the things that I think, E.T., you probably need to address. So for me, man, the confidence is all about, you know, the practice. And I, I'll be honest, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Like you said, your girl got knocked out, right? I noticed, C, when she started winning, and maybe with other celebrities, see, they literally have less time for practice, and now they doing right, interview right, after right, right, interview. Because right. I was going to ask that. Like, you know what I'm what saying? Yeah. Like, now they doing commercials, oh, see? she was doing modeling, yeah. swimsuits, Come on, yeah. see? sports illustrated covers. She doing movies, the whole And nine. so now, see, you, you, you don't just go up and do a commercial. I know from doing voiceover work, you got to practice, bro. And especially if that's not your expertise, like you got to practice. So now she's got like 40 interviews, like like you said, photo shoots. Now she's a model. I'm seeing her now. She's not even like UFC no more. Now I'm watching her. And now it's just like, oh, okay, she's doing commercials. And so I think that's what happens, see? And then when you go to commercial or you start doing photo shoots, it's a different mentality. Like you're not, bro, let me tell you something. She talked about obsession last week. 
you on the plane, you you know, and I'm, I'm telling my age, but there was a commercial when I was a kid. It's like, you know, everything I see becomes a Tootsie Roll to me, you know. And so for me, see, everything is ETA. Everything is BU. Everything is, you know, public speaking. And so when you take your mind off of that for one second, you mention it. Have you ever seen a great wide receiver see who uh, is playing up against like a Woodson, you know, a Ronnie Lott? You know what I'm saying? Playing up against a, 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 one of the t- a Bill, Billy uh, Bates, you know, and you see this receiver come across the middle and you see, bro, you know they got hands. See? You know they got that glove. But you see them kind of looking at, okay, Ronnie Lott about to lay that, he about to lay that oh, no, wood. No, the T-Rex He about arm. to lay that the, wood. You see, hey, you get the little, the little gator arm. You, 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 you know feel it? Like my man on the Geico commercial trying to pick up the you check. You feel me? And, and so I think that's what happens, see? And see, come on, you play football. You know it's a nanosecond. It's not even a full. You looked at the the the, the DB. You you looked at the linebacker, Ronnie. Ron, you know what I'm saying? Lot. You. It, it's not even like Lawrence Taylor. It's not even like. See, you gave him the full glance, but for that second, you took your eye off the ball. For that second, you lost concentration. And so, boom, you go back to the ball. But by that time, the hand-eye coordination, see, boom. And I think that's why we have to grind on Monday, grind on Tuesday, grind on Wednesday. Not just for the sake of the grind, but for the sake of the concentration. And when your concentration and your mentals are strong, your confidence is strong, see? Hey, I gotta go yeah, see. No see, I gotta go to again. I don't know where I'm getting all my basketball analogies. <laughs> I love it though. But I'm sticking with basketball today. Ray Allen. I don't know. If we we shared an article a while back where they talked about Ray Allen. I think the culture. Somebody walked in or some other player or something and saw Ray Allen literally just laying on the floor under the basket, jumping up, taking how many ever steps backward to the three point line and making a shot. Uh, let me walk through it again. I want people, uh, again, not, nothing to do with basketball. He is yeah, laying down on the floor yeah. under the basket, yeah. jumping up, not looking back, taking how many ever steps back to the three-point line and, and, and practicing the shot. Woo! And somebody walked in and asked him, like, dude, what are you doing? And he says, dude, you never know what could happen in a game. In a game, we go up for a rebound. I could trip. I could fall. I could stand on somebody's ankle. Or, I just got to be able to figure out how to get to my spot without looking. He knows exactly how many steps, the pacing of his steps to get back to the three-point line to make the shot. Come on. And let me just let y'all know, if y'all don't remember, that was the game six. And I don't remember what year, but Miami was playing. Who were they playing that year? San Antonio, I want to say? Yeah. Was it San Antonio? That was game six that he fell down under mm, the basket mm, mm. with a couple seconds mm, left mm. in the game. Unbelievable. Took how many ever steps back without looking. Unbelievable. The ball was coming to his hands, and he made the shot that sent the game. I think he might have sent it to overtime, whatever, but they won that game six and went on to win the game seven. Who in their right doggone mind is practicing falling down? Not looking. Why not just look back at the three-point spot? Why? Because you don't have time. You got to be locked in 24-7 to get back to your spot. No, you know you can make the shot. He's been doing that all year. But there's more than just making the shot. There's being in the right place. There's having your eyes locked in. So my man practiced that, falling down. 
and get into the spot. That thing blew my mind. What type mind. of confidence do you think he Whew. had? What kind of confidence? You think he was a little I, nervous about that? It's not even confidence. It's routine. Like, that's I'm it. not even right. Oh, it's it's not it. even confidence. That's it. It's that's like, yo, I know saying. exactly what yep. to do. It ain't even confidence. Yep. It's just, oh, here we go. Just you follow the pattern. That's what I do. So repetition, I'm hearing repetition and consistency. Preparation, see? Preparation, see? Preparation. And not preparation occasionally, see? Preparate. Let me tell you something. Man, I, and, and I had a young man uh, when I was do, just, you know, my first engagement of the year uh, a couple of days ago. My man came to me afterwards and he, you know, he looking at the gear, see, you know, he looking at the hat. He looking at the when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe T-shirt. He looking at the black Levi's, you know, he, he, he looking at the gym shoes. And he just said, for real, I just want to ask you a question, bro. He about 34 years old. So I just want to ask you a question. E. I was like, all right, yeah, what you want to ask me? He said, like, for real, how'd you get here, bro? Like, for real, E, because you're an anomaly, E. He was like, yo, E, it's a lot of motivational speakers out there, bro. He's like, let's just be real. You are an anomaly, E, how'd you get here? And I just want to say this to, to individuals who are trying to break in an industry. Because you got to be careful, guys. When you listen to me, you got to be careful. You know what I'm saying? This is a different brand. You, 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 you'll have a lot of people who will tell you, you know, you need to do X, Y, and Z. And, and see, again, that might be great information. But let's be honest, see, some, some of the people... You know, like when I was in college, there might have been individuals who told me, see, you know, E.T., you need to do this, 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 take this class, do that. But see, me and you are first generation college students. You understand what I'm saying? We first generation, see. So, 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 so the information you give me, like you can't give me that information if you third generation. Like you can't, you can't, you can't give me uh, my mom did this, my dad did this, you know, uh, my cousins did this, my siblings did this. E.T., you need to do that. No, bro, I was first generation. Like, my mom didn't go to school. You understand what I'm saying? My biological father, you know, didn't finish high school, bruh. Like, you can't tell me that. Like, you meant, like, see, when you tell me that, you, you missing, like, 40 steps that I need. So listen to me. What I'm trying to tell you is I'm an anomaly. Like, what I'm trying to tell you, because you have somebody say, well, you, you don't have, what Eric is saying, you ain't got to do that. No, see, you might not have to do that if you was born in a certain neighborhood, see? If you went to a certain high school or a certain college, I'm talking about Detroit public schools. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm telling you that when we tell you what we're telling you, what we're saying is that if you're not third, fourth generation, you know what I'm saying? If somebody has not created a path for you, like if you just not, you just can't walk in it, then what we're trying to explain to you is that one of the things that you want to do to, because the gap is widened. What you want to do to, to, to <laughs> ah, what you want to do to narrow that gap, grinding is one of the ways you can narrow that gap. You understand me? Working harder than anybody else. I just read something the other day from Jeter. Jeter said we, we're not all blessed with the same opportunities. Let's be real. We're not, ble we're not all blessed see, with the same talent. But one thing we know that we all can have in common, see, or where we can get an advantage, see, is the grind is repetition you know what i'm saying is waking up early going to bed late like for real and so what we're trying to tell you is that there, there ain't no we not it's no secret but we are saying that you have more confidence that you can approach what you do differently if you do it a million doggone times practice and then when you finally get your opportunity, it's like you've done it a million times. And so it's going to be that much eat. We're not saying that you're going, your brain's going to be better, perhaps. We're not saying that on that day you'll have miraculous talent. 
We're not, we're not saying that. We're not saying that it's going to necessarily be easy. But when I get up on the mic and do corporate work, I did so many high schools, so many elementary schools, so many middle schools. See, I've done so many gigs. I've done Michigan State. I've done uh, U of M. I've done uh, Florida State, Auburn. Bro, when I get up and do what I do now, it, the problem now, see, is I got so much to say, and I only have an hour. I have so many angles that I could come from. But what we're telling you is that is that preparation, that practice, that that dog, that I'm going to get up and I'm going to take my craft serious, and I don't care what season it is. I don't care what everybody else is doing. I don't care if there's a day off. I'm not taking – for real, you heard us say it before, no days off. So no disrespect to the Giants. But this is what happens when you take a day off. So if you want to execute at the highest level, you have to grind on Monday. You have to grind on Tuesday. Carl could probably help us better, you know, with a formula. But I'm sure when you get to Carl equals execution, there's some stuff that have to happen on the other side of that, that long before you get to execution, it's got to be this times this, squared this, divided by this, times this equals execution and one of the things we know for sure is no days off we know grinding we know preparation we know repetition we know that these are some of the elements of equals an anomaly hey there's a lot of subtraction too let me just let you know that one there's a lot of subtraction that had to happen in that equation it's a lot of stuff you got to leave behind to be able to lock in so yeah yeah, he dropping the mic again on us. See. Of course, uh, uh, that's that's what he does. But I'm about to challenge him a little further. E, I got what you're saying, but I, and I know it's people out there. And, and let me let me make sure they caught it though. We said, and this is what we talked about a lot in 2016. But in case you missed it, we said that there is no such thing as a confident person, right? So. And some of you need to write this down. If you're driving, you know, wait till you get home. But for the rest of you, you at home, write this down. There is no such thing as a confident person. We are confident in the things we repeatedly do. All right? So, like I said, you see E.T., you hear him now on the podcast, he sounds real confident. You see him, you know, when he's training other speakers. You see him when he's, you know, up in front of a corporate audience and NFL team. You know, we went to an NBA team the other day, and I promise you, he was the most confident person in the room. That's because he was doing what he was supposed to be doing. So we are saying there's no such thing as a confident person holistically, right? Because if you put E on downhill skis, if you put E in a, a, a science class, I don't know that he has that same it's level a of class confidence. Period. <laughs> class period. I don't know if he has that same level of confidence, but he has that level of confidence because of the repetition and the work that he put in. So that's why we're telling you you have to self-assess and identify what you're supposed to do and then put the work into that so you can blow up in that area. And as we like to say, your gift will make room for you. So he's sitting in the room with Warren Buffett and Dan Gilbert, two huge billionaires, two of the richest men in the world. Why? Not because he's great at a million things, but because he's confident and he dominates in one arena. And that's why we're trying to get your confidence up so that you can dominate because you can do anything else you want to do from there. You don't think if he just had a side hustle he wanted to do photography, he couldn't no. call one of the top photographers in the world and be like, hey, let I me come on an internship. 
Right, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Let me come on an internship. Let me come. You know what I mean? Like your gift will make room for you to do whatever, but you have to lock into that gift and get confident in that arena first. And so make sure you understand that out there for those of you looking around going, man, that dude look real confident. That young lady looks real confident, look like they got it going on. They got it going on because they walking in their purpose. And as soon as you find yours and start walking in yours and don't worry about anybody else, you'll walk with that same confidence and swagger too. But I want to challenge the theory a, a, a bit just a tad bit more before we jump into, um, we, we got something else. But I want to challenge that a little bit more, E. Speak, now we, we're talking to the person who we're trying to get to get Absolutely. that confidence and beat the bully Absolutely. up and all of that. And I think you know where I'm going. But what do you do when you are the Tyson, the Ronda Rousey, and you're the person who had all the confidence, you were dominating, but then you got knocked the blank out and now your confidence is shaking, right? Because Mike never really regained that confidence in the ring. I don't know that Ronda Rousey will ever regain that unbeatable spirit that she had. And so for those of you know us out there listening and people listening on the podcast who like, man, I was dominating. I was doing well. I was doing great in school. I was always known for you know getting straight A's and then I failed my bar exam. I failed my medical exam. I was always doing great financially and then you know my company went under and now I'm rocked and, and they're looking to get back like it's a different set of advice for that person than it is for the person trying to get there so what do you say to that person who's been knocked off the mountaintop and now looking to recline yeah let me say this man and I'm, I'm speaking from the heart guys I, I tease about school but I've always loved math because it's so consistent the thing I hated about English is you could turn in a paper to three different teachers and get three different edits, bro. Like for real, you can turn in a paper seat and three of your teachers will all see something different and whatever. The thing I loved about math, see, is if you do the formula, <laughs> let me tell you the only thing, let me be honest. The one thing I didn't like about math was I would get the right answer, but the professor would make me show, he'd make me show my work. Oh, that was my He, he would make me show my work. work. You know, you know what I'm and, and, and you would get, don't worry about how I got right, to right, the exact right, right, right answer without you know writing that on my paper. I just know I got this thing right. See, but what he would do, you know what I'm saying? The TI 83 player, the Texas. <laughs> well, oh, that's how I got the right answer. Hey, but, but what, what he or she would do, see, is make you they would make you the formula, and literally, some of my most of my professors or teachers would grade you, Carl, on based step. on each step, bro. You get a yeah, point here, point a point here, step. a point yeah. here, a point here. You say, E.T., what does that have to do with what C asked you? Look, it is in the formula. You fell off because either you weren't doing something proper in the formula or, you know how we do, C, I got them all right, C. Every, I got at homework, quizzes. I'm in the class. I got everything they told me. I got it right. But then the teacher would add a couple things, see, and you had to know, know the formula to be able to get it. And when she added that one or two extra steps, it threw me off a little bit because I had kind of memorized, you know, the process, but didn't necessarily learn, right, the formula. And I'm telling you, if you fell off, you did something wrong. And I, I'm guaranteeing y'all, go back and do your homework. Mike Tyson loses to Buster Douglas. There's a legitimate explanation. The uh, Giants losing to the Packers. There's a legitimate explanation. Uh, uh, you losing uh, in uh, UFC, whatever, a legitimate 
explanation. You are uh, uh, Alabama. See, Alabama, and I'm not giving them no, I'm not, you know what I'm saying, making no excuses for Alabama, you know, uh, but when I saw the uh, running back uh, mess his knee up and walked off, hey, broke his I was like, that's it. Yeah. I was like, that's it. There's a window. There's a window of opportunity, and here's where Clemson can take an advantage of an opportunity of a lifetime and a lifetime. There, see, so what I'm just trying to say is, if you fell off, you can go back and look at the formula and ask yourself, where did I make, uh, a, a, like, where did I take a, a left turn or a right turn? Like, where was there a detour? And you can go back and fix it. You say, E.T., how do you know? Rocky 1, Rocky 2, Rocky 3. You know what I'm saying? Rock, <laughs> Rock, Rocky went back. Rocky look, got Rocky got his trainer. They looked at the – and hey, Rocky, Rocky hit my man, and he said, he's not a machine. You know what I'm saying? And if you watch he's it, a man. he's a man, see? And if you go back and watch it, what did Rocky do? He didn't work uh, uh, equal. He worked greater. See, he didn't, it wasn't an equal, you know, film study. It wasn't equal. He went to a whole nother level. So I'm just saying. Well, I don't know. E, the Russian was going in. He just had a bit more advanced technology. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You know what I'm hey, saying? Rocky he was running. He had the little, the, the little uh, heart monitor. Absolutely. Zone. Rocky was just out there getting it in in the wheel. Hey, but you see, Rocky you took, that, Rocky took that wood to the next level, grind, though. Dude. Rocky started hitting that wood on a whole nother level. <laughs> and was able to go back and make it and make it happen. But even in the movie, you saw in the second fight, Drago, you saw now he's um, uh, getting interviewed. Now, you know what I'm saying? Uh, he's in a strong relationship. Like, for real, the second oh, fight. Rocky came to, to the interview with the fur coat. Oh. Big time. It, uh, Rocky was so playing. I'm talking about. I was like, Rocky, you done got soft. You bro. feel me? <laughs> and so I'm just being real, see? You can go back and look at your armor and see that there was a legitimate crack in the armor. Mm. And if you're willing mm. to fix that crack and get back to the business, that's what I love about us, man. That's what I love about us, bro. Not that we made it here, but we got a lot of crack, man. No, 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 not that we got a lot. I mean, of course we got a lot of crack. Yeah, but the fact that you guys were in Atlanta yesterday, putting in 40 hours in a room with the door closed, I'm saying, bro, I'm not trying to be funny, but we weren't necessarily operating at that level six years ago seven years ago yeah. and the fact that look and I didn't say it I didn't say it you can go to put Google you can go number one motivational speaker in the world see who comes up you can put Eric T like you can do it however you want to do it and the fact that we came out of the dark flat out we talk look we're not we're not talking to everybody see we'll tell you all the time our brand is not for everybody but if you are like obsolete, don't nobody know you and you're trying to be number one, you want to fool with us. If you didn't have like, you know, uh, 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 some type of advantages, like didn't nobody give you no loan, you don't automatically know a circle of influence, we are your brand. We will show you literally, not talking, how we went from the bottom to the top, y'all. And one of the things that we suggest is... We have not taken our foot off the gas. At no point have we said, yo, bro, we made it. No, we might have made it in one area, but we have not made it, made it. And so I'm telling everybody out there, sometimes the crack is you get comfortable when you get to the yeah. top and you're not supposed to get yeah. comfortable. You're supposed to. Uh, yeah, no, and that, that's so true in, in this episode. Again, guys, it's brought to you by Penn State World Campus. 
Go earn your degree online from anywhere in the world, all right? With more than 125 graduate and undergraduate degree and certification programs, man. They are the number one online university to get your degree. If you're a busy working adult, man, and you just want to take it to that next level, learn how Penn State World Campus can help you reach your educational goals by visiting worldcampus.psu.edu. That's worldcampus.psu.edu. Y'all need to go to the next level, so go check them out. Penn State World Campus, a world of possibilities online. It's funny, you talking about that confidence thing, you talking about six years ago and all of those things, because Carl and I were sitting in the room, and of course we got, you know, um, the whole marketing team is down there, and I put up like uh, something on like IG stories, like, yo, how many people does it take to run, you know, ET's empire? And I was being silly, and, you know, a lot of, you know, our staff is, you know, was back in Michigan still, so it's even more than the people in that room. But as we're sitting in there, Carl and I were like, you know, we were talking about the conversation and just how the tones have changed and things like that. And they were like, everybody in the room was like, yo, take us back to like those first days. Like, what did that used to be like? What did it look like? And I was like, what did it look like? And me and Carl just started talking and they were so fascinated when we were talking about stories. And they were like, yo, y'all got to do it on the podcast, just like a reminisce, you know, like like uh, episode where you just talk about like what happened back in the day. And so we were telling them, of course, about, you know, the, the turkey sandwiches like, yo, we did not have money to go to lunch every day. Like when we got started, we did not have money to just hit uh, we're, we're Chipotle and doggone uh, out, out back Grand Grand Lux. Lux on a regular. I promise you we did. Like that was a treat for us. No, 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 I'm being serious. That was a treat. So on Monday, we would go buy like three pounds of turkey, no question. some cheese, some bread Boy's and some manna. Yeah. And then we would rotate between me, Carl and E. Who was in charge of making sandwiches that yeah. day? And for whatever reason, we could never figure out that he wanted two pieces of cheese yeah. and how he yeah. wanted the man yeah. to express so yeah. evenly. He was the sandwich yeah. diva. You know what I'm saying? No like, question. he always had a certain way he wanted to do it. And then he talking about, can you heat my bread oh, up? No All kinds of stuff. So then, so then he, he, he started getting bougie. We started having to uh, put the turkey in the skillet first. And then, oh, it, was just, it just got crazy. So, but we talk about that to talk about like, Yo, we got here to whatever level that is. He talked about it. You can Google whatever level that is. But we have not taken our foot off the gas and we've pushed the gas even more. And I would say for real, that is, you know, a reflection of leadership. Again, like he has never taken his foot off the gas. He never got Hollywood. He never, you know, um, forgot what the main objective is. And that is to help as many people get to the next level as possible. And I think it's so dope, man. And the reason I love our company is because you can, we, we have, it's, it's documented. You know what I'm saying? There's footage. There's, there's, there's stories that we can take you back to when we had nothing. Like we literally had nothing but a dream, a vision, and a grind. And we were able to take that, you know, and build a multi-million dollar company. Like, I take pride in that. And I take pride in being able to show people. And like I told you, no disrespect to the other guys that are out there, but there's guys who are trying to show you how to do it who you're not really sure where they got their start. You know what I'm saying? Like, it seemed like, okay, you just had money from the time we first saw you. Go back to the first few TGIMs. You didn't see us wearing our own gear. You didn't see us doing it in some fancy, you know, um, you know, place or whatever. You didn't see us with NFL teams, NBA teams. You literally saw the grind from the first day we said go rent the camera. You literally saw it from the, you know, Carl sneezing and snotting in the camera from season one. Like you felt that. You see the progression. Go back for those of you who just came on, you know, the the squad, you know, with us in the last year or two, and you never really went and watched the first 
TGIM. Go back to TGIM season one, episode one, and look where we came from. And look how the confidence has grown. And look how we've stayed on the same thing. I love it. People are like, how did y'all get here? I say, look, it was a lot of grind, a lot of hustle, a lot of heart, but we figured out a lot of things along the way. And so there's those of you out there who are speaking, you in the speaking industry, you have no idea what you're doing. Right? You're not getting any help from anywhere. You're just trying to go. And that's what we did at first. And I'm telling you, once we got the blueprint, now we're able to go back and give that back to people. And it feels so good to watch people go to that next level. See, I got off the plane last night. Listen to, listen to me carefully. My phone starts going crazy, and I'm looking at my phone. And he just said something in the car to me like, mm -hmm. the, the deep thing is, see, is that as far as, as we've gotten to this point, oh, man, you can still find gaps. I, oh, you can still find gaps. Yeah. So he was saying like people. I'm talking about Michael Strahan. Seriously, yeah. like he was just saying in the car on our way here. It's like, yo, people don't understand how much it takes. Imagine working, building all this and somebody could call you in 10 minutes and say, oh, hey, y'all didn't do this or y'all could do this better. Y'all could do this. And it's real. It ain't like somebody hitting on us. So I got off the plane after the 40 hour days and a uh, 40 minute drive from the Grand Rapids airport back to back to my house. I'm on a phone call with a shout out to Laura. You remember Laura from Dallas? Lauren, not Laura, Lauren. Lauren was like, yo, I've been watching your stuff. And here's some stuff that I've been working on, on on my community for a long while. She works in a different industry, but she's saying, look, I've been watching it. And here's some gaps that I see with Breeze University. And we spent like, a, she drove me home from the airport after a 40 hour planning. You know what I'm saying? After 40 hours of planning. So I'm just trying to show people like it, you would think that we sat in that room for all these that we get home and like we, we put it down. No more. No, no. I got off the plane after reading on the plane and texting people. Yeah, I just read this. After we talked about this, I read this and this. I got off the plane and had like a 40 minute phone call about other things that we could be doing to add to what we're doing. And it will never stop. It will never stop. And I just want people to understand, like, yo, it, I'm not I'm not telling you that it's impossible, but I'm telling you it's going to take all the concentration yeah, you have. That's what I'm saying. It. It's going to take all that you yeah. have every day, all day to get to this level. That's yeah. bottom line. And I'm going to say this, too. I was telling Carl, as focused as I am, see, yo, when you getting 20 calls by 20 different people, telling you, you know, that you can make an improvement in this area. And then you got to be cautious, too, see, because you got to be careful where your energy goes. Oh, you heard what I said on the Breathe You call last week. Feedback is overrated You know what I'm saying? Sometimes. I'm just you being real, like, because, you know, a lot of times, it, you know how many people I would have to hire to make it perfect? You, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm... And it still wouldn't be perfect. It, it wouldn't. Right, and so, right. I, but I do want to say this. I want to make sure that, you know, when Carl and I were talking this morning, I was like, yo, Carl, that's it. As, as C has you know, commissioned us, charged us in 2016 to reverse engineer. That's all I do now is reverse engineer. And I said to myself, I got to address that, Carl, because that's what happens when you're doing everything you can in a marriage and your wife still has three, four more things for you. It could break you. You're doing all you can as a wife and, and your children not, you know, my, you could have. It can break you, bruh. You a single parent, you going to school, you got a business and you come home and the kids still ain't and you still got a paper due. You still got a midterm. It can literally break you, see? And that's why I'm saying no days off, because if you take a day or two off and rest, like people laugh at me. You know, I, 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 I was able to do uh, I do a combination, see, because it works for me of running and walking. And yesterday I was able to do like 12.2 combination with about 30,000 plus steps. And somebody said to me like, yo, E, are you an alien? And I said, bro, let me say this to you. I'm gonna be real. 
what I've discovered, see, is I have to do it this way because you can't just run, you know, 10 miles, you know, a day, whatever. You, you just, you know, your, your knees will give out. But see, the reason why I can't take any days off and I got to do a walk-run combination, see, the day I take off on Saturday and Sunday, I want to take off, see? I'd like to take off, see? I want to give my body a break. But see, I promise you, when I take off on Saturday, it's so much easier Sunday to take off. I, see, I take off on Sunday, see? It's so much easier to take off money. And I'm just going to be real. This ain't nobody else. I'm not telling you to be E.T. But I swear to you, Carl, I've taken two days off and it turned into a doggone week, Carl. It Easy. turned into a That's week, real. Carl. Yep. I ate a loaf. I ate a piece of bread. I wasn't supposed to be eating bread. I ate a sandwich <laughs> and a sandwich. I swear, see, I, ate a loaf. See, I was just going to eat two pieces. See, just a whole loaf of bread. I even toasted and put butter and jam on it. See, <laughs> I just ate it raw. See, and before I know it, I didn't hit a loaf that uh, week. And so I'm saying, don't be discouraged. You know, C said something critical. Okay, he didn't say it like this, but I know he know where I'm going. St. Elmswear, I think Elmswear uh, where is what I think is called, right? Old school, right? That's Denzel first TV show, gig. St. Elsewhere. Yeah, it, it, I think it was Elmswear. Or something. Yeah, we, we'll look you. it up. But I think it's St. Elmswear. Look, guys, he that's why we respect my man. Because we remember Denzel from back in the day. And see, he didn't went from that seat to an Oscar seat. Come on, bruh. With my man, my so man, Glory. I, hey, I, I just Googled it. Sent elsewhere, 1982. Say it again. 1982. What's the name of it again, Carl? It's sent elsewhere. I ain't even watch it, y'all. I just know that was his start. Wow. Come on. He started from the bottom. Now he here. And so I'm telling y'all, don't get discouraged. Stay single focused. Don't become a photographer. Don't do the uh, surfing. You know what I'm saying? Don't run marathons and triathlons for a living. You know, it's so much easier to stop and start something else because the closer you get to the 10,000 hours, the, the more gruesome it gets. But let's be real. See, we probably own 20, 30,000 now. We, we, we way oh, past oh, the 10, past bro. That. And it's a whole nut. That's oh, a new book. That. Gladwell. I got to call Gladwell. He need to come out with the 20,000 hours, the 30,000 hours. So I'm just I just. Oh, yeah. No, that's when you start talking about mastery and you talk about legacy. You know what I mean? I really do believe that. You know, you talk about mastery and legacy. I, I love it. People, always, I'm like, y'all looking at, like, this all we do. Like, if we're not good at it, shame on us. Like, we don't do nothing else. I'm like, I, you know, I'm no disrespect, but it's not a whole other career field we'll be good at. I had to ask my wife the other day. I was like, what exactly would I do if I wasn't doing this? Like, what am I qualified to do now? Because this is all I've been doing for 11 years. Like, if I had to fill out a job application, like, what is my skill set? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even know. Like, this all I've been doing. Like, so I wouldn't even know, you know, how to do anything else. But no, you're you're 100% right, man. And, um, you know, I hope, you know, those of you out there, man, you understand where we came from and what we're doing. And I know, look, oh, man, Carl, can I say it? I don't know. Um, I, I'll just briefly, P7D, uh -oh. for, the, for those uh -oh. of you speaking... Don't, uh, uh -oh. I next week you said, Carl? Yeah. Okay, next week. I'll wait no, for sure, my bro. speakers just, out just, there. At least Listen, give me enough. We cannot teach you. We cannot, you cannot skip levels, but we can show you how to get through them joints so quick. And for those of you who've been emailing me, I love y'all. I promise you, I got about a thousand emails. See, can you help me with my speaking? Can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? Listen, 
I hear you, and we put we are putting something together. It's put together, I should say. Um, Can I just tell them thank you, see? Can I just say thank you? I just want to say thank you to all our people out there, man. I want to say thank you. Y'all give us purpose. Like, like for real, y'all. Like, go back to the first TGIM. Go through all the podcasts. I can't speak for Carl. I can't speak for C. You know, they could probably agree with me. But, y'all, you're going to hear me make a ton of mistakes. You're going to hear me say words that probably don't exist. I'm not going to say them right. Look, I want to encourage everybody out there that sees students. I want to encourage all my C students out there. I want to encourage all my borderline students, all my failing students. You don't have to be great to start, but you got to get started. You don't got to You look, you do not have to be perfect. I put out a, a, a what do you call that C, a meme this morning with the audio boy and was like, yo, he is acting. Like, what was the word you were saying? But guess what, C? I still put it out. And I'm being real. There are those of you who are not, you know, starting your greatness because you're not great yet. It's only a few people, like C said, who you're going to watch on the Internet, and they're going to start off a millionaire. Like, it's only a couple of them. It ain't a whole lot of that, that's That's an anomaly. Most people are like us. When you start... You're not great at what you do. We're telling you to get started. And what, what does that have to do with saying thank you? This is what it has to do with it. You made us do P7D. We weren't even thinking about it. We was like TGIM, podcast, breathe you. That's what we was on. But you kept calling us. You kept emailing. You kept telling us what you need. And so once again, we're super excited that this is not ego. This isn't self. We're not trying to blow up. We're not trying to, we, we're, we, are, we are answering a call and we are taking care of a need. And so thank you for P7D. Woo! Thank you so much for allowing me to be on the plane, thinking about it, doing my little small part to, you know, to construct it and then the team taking it and blowing that thing up. But get ready, y'all. Get ready. Hey, in the words of the great T.D. Jakes, Get ready, get ready, get ready. No doubt, man. We are, are, are pumped about that. That was the majority of our, our meeting, man, just getting that thing ready for you guys. But for my speakers out there who um, been inspired by our movement and wanted to learn directly from us, like I said, I apologize. My email is overflowing with people who like, yo, see, can you help me speak? It's just impossible to, to do it one-on-one, but we have figured out the formula of how we are going to take care of your needs. So stay tuned for that. Um, hey, just just be clear, quick. see, no, no, before you go, I'm saying not just speaking, though, but how to leverage it. Like, it's more than just yeah, speaking. Oh, no, I, absolutely. I want, I want no, 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 we're talking about turning it into a business oh, yeah, now. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be funny, but we've had the people who are under our tutelage who got in on the ground level. Um, shout out to some of my guys. They know who they are. You're talking about guys who went from, you know, getting some, you know, free engagements and things like that, charging five, ten thousand dollars a speech now. So we're not talking about, yeah, no, we're talking about hey, turning what, this thing what into Tom a business. What Tom Brady said, Tom Brady career, said, I just don't sure. want to be an insurance salesman. We don't want you to be an insurance salesman the rest of your life. If that's not what you're, if trying, that's to not what you're trying to do, you know right? right? No disrespect, no insurance. Deal. No disrespect. But if that's yeah, not what you're trying yeah. to do, if that's not what you're trying to do, for sure. Um, so yeah, no, real quick, man, we got to give a big shout out. We have two authors now under yes, our umbrella, yes. and I'm um, super excited about that. You guys know we have a publishing company where we're helping our authors, man, who have great life stories. Um, go to that next level, it. ETA Publishing. 
Uh, yeah, no doubt. So we definitely uh, give a big shout out to them. Man, the, the first one, uh, I believe, is available now, right? Um, average skill, phenomenal. Go to ASPWbook.com. And that is, um, man, my man Marcus Thigpen. He's got his story. Average man, skill, phenomenal insane. will. Yep, the Marcus yep. Thigpen story. Yeah, hey, crazy. Hey, man. and see, I, I, I want to. I'm not trying to shout Marcus out. Like, we are not constructing books because we don't have nothing else to do. The, I told you, all of this stuff comes from a need, and all of the fathers that I know, the mothers I know who have their children in sports. You know, you have your kids. You know, um, playing football, basketball, baseball, soccer, lacrosse, whatever. This dude started from the bottom, west side of Detroit. Mumford High School, Detroit Public School. I, I'm not going to tell his story, but I, you'll know, you can Google him, played in the NFL. Listen to me very closely. He started from the bottom and didn't and wasn't the number one draft. The num- Matter of fact, see, I don't know how many people make it to the number. You know better than me, see, what's the numbers? Like the first round, first two rounds, how many people is that, see? Is that what, 60? Uh, see, it's 32 teams, right? Yep, 60, so 64. 64. See, come on, 64 people. See, what's that percentage of the people that's playing? So most people will get in the way Marcus got in. Let your child read this book if they're in middle school, Pop Warner, if they're playing high school ball. Mm-hmm. Let them read this book, D1. You like, I'm not the best of the best. The recruits are not calling me necessarily to be number one in the draft. I might not make it to, you know, whatever. Read the book, get the principles, and position yourself to one day be that one percenter and be in the pros. Average skill, phenomenal will, the Marcus Thigpen story. No doubt. So you can get that at ASPWbook.com, man. And just shout out to a good dude, yeah. man. You talk about a cat Family, in man. the NFL, yeah. you know, doing this thing, you know, playing, balling out and just humble, man, and just a good dude. We had one of our events, one of our VIP events at his house in Dallas. Just a phenomenal dude, phenomenal family, beautiful family, his wife, man. So um, go check that out. Just an incredible story, I promise you. It is a, uh, an easy read, a fast read, but just a very powerful read. So go check that out. Also, Simona's book is Ooh, yeah. uh, coming yeah. soon. Yeah. Simona Watts, uh, Trusting When It Doesn't Make Sense. Make sense. Hmm. That's the other book that's hmm. coming. So we, we thank them, man, and shout out to them for that. Uh, real quick, and I got something. We're going to go a little long. I hope y'all don't mind. Y'all can stick with us. Um, I got a lion and gazelle, all right? And I haven't done it in a while, but my gazelle of the week, yeah, I got my gazelle of the week is every single business in Atlanta that shut down because they heard Snowmageddon was coming. What you call it, C? What you call it? Snowmageddon part two. Uh, <laughs> now, listen, I know I'm from the Mitten, and, and Atlanta folks, down south folks get mad when you say that. Like, I'm from the Mitten, I had whatever. I'm from Michigan. First of all, a little snow, okay, I get it. Y'all don't have salt trucks, stuff like that. But my problem is, and this is why you get the gazelle of the week, you shut down everything the day before, or two days before, the snow was even supposed to come. So, Friday night, they start telling you, everything closed tomorrow. So I say, okay, it must be getting ready to get bad. But I wake up Saturday morning, the streets dry as a bone. I'm saying, what in the world? And everything is shut down. So I'm like, whoa, what's going on? Everything's canceled, and I'm looking out front, and it's not one drop of snow on the ground, right? So you cancel early, right? So that was my problem. If you were going to cancel, 
Wait till 6 o'clock in the morning. It's 10 feet of snow on the ground. Boom, we cancel. All right, cool. So y'all get the gazelle for all y'all businesses that closed up shop because you wasn't ready to grind. My lion of the week goes to um, Catch Air over on Roswell Road, right? Shout out to all my friends and family who came out to Catch Air. Trey's birthday was last week. So, of course, we took him uh, to Catch Air. We had his birthday planned for 3 o'clock. You know, shout out to my wife for having the, you know, party a little later in the day. But Catch Air, we called them the morning of and was like, hey, is the birthday party still going on? We ready to call all our friends and tell them to cancel because everything else was closed. Catch Air was like, we open. Come on. And we was like, so we all our friends start calling us like, hey, y'all y'all still having? We still, you know, what's going on? We like, yep, they open. So we text everybody. And matter of fact, all of our friends who said they couldn't come because they had plans, shout out to Jeremy and his family and a bunch of other friends who were like, yo, we got plans. Sorry, we can't make it. We'll send Trey a gift in the mail, blase splee. They all called us and was like, yo, y'all still having a party? Because our stuff got canceled. So we'll just come to Catch Air if it's still cool. So we had about a 1,000 people at Catch Air, man. It was a blast. Everybody came out. They was the only thing open in all of Atlanta. So we were in there, man, eating pizza, hanging out with the kids. Yeah, we saw that. You know, running and we, jumping yeah, on the slide. Yeah, we saw that. We said, yeah, I sent y'all video. Yeah, we, we, yeah I sent y'all we, video. Hey, we said uh, that my main man, he going to have to, I don't know what's next. He going to have to do a cruise uh, oh, yeah, next. No, it goes yeah, that down sucker was yeah, yeah, no, 16 it. years old. We're going to have to cruise him out. I, hey, real quick, though, see, for us, Man, I had an experience. You know, I don't usually like to do the gazelle boy. I don't want to put nobody out like that. But I was flying first class the other day. And, uh, you know, man, for real, it's just a few of us. You know what I'm saying? We eat a little different. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We, we, you know what I'm saying? We, it's certain things we abstain from. You know, so homegirl asked me that I want breakfast. And I'm like, you know, it depends. You know, it depends on what you have. She said, well, we got a breakfast sandwich and, and we, have, um, we have cereal. And I was like, oh, okay, bet. I, I, y'all know me. I love bread. So I'm like, oh, you got sandwich. a breakfast sandwich. Mm. I'm like, bet. So I'm just asking her, like, you know, what's in the breakfast sandwich? You know, you know, specifically what type of meat are you serving? She told me, see, I don't know. I, all I know is it's a breakfast sandwich. And I was like, whoa. Mm. I'm like, you in first class. You got one job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you, right. You, right. I, I, you not, I, I, there's no more than six of us in this joint. Like, that's your one job you serving And it's only two things on the menu. It's only two things on the menu, Siri. She told me, <laughs> see, flat out. See, I love it, too. She said it with, like, a... It's a breakfast sandwich. You want breakfast sandwich or, or cereal? cereal, right? <laughs> so, of course, I had to go with the cereal. So, I mean... What kind of cereal? Oh, she cereal. don't know what kind of cereal it is. It's cereal. <laughs> Gazelle of the day. But me and Carl and the crew, when we went to D.C., we went to D.C., we were craving... You know, I was craving the jerk t- chicken and the planting. I Ooh. promise you, see, we looked up three oh, restaurants. Lord, he in this Caribbean. Oh, oh man. Uh, I'm talking, see, I no, was this was smash. the one, though. Yeah, no. This I, was real. I, I promise you, we get off the plane. This isn't even the first. It's not even a holiday, technically. It's like what you said. See, it's like the 30th, the 31st, the first. We there three right. days. Bruh, right, every right. restaurant we tried was closed. And listen to me. A couple of them, the number didn't even, the number was disconnected. The, nu- the number mm-hmm. didn't even go with, so I was like, we can't even go. We called one spot, the Jerk Pit, and the Jerk Pit was open every single day. Shout out to the Jerk Pit. See, we pulled up, they got the grill out, 
I'm talking about grilling chicken at not no putting no jerk mm. sauce on top of it. They are grilling this sucker. They got the planting hot fresh. They got all everything, the beef patties, the ch- ch- wow. chicken patties, the veggie patties. They had everything, bro, that you could want. And I'm talking about open and guess what? Packed. It took us 45 minutes to get our food. Why? Because everybody who had the same craving we had had to go to one, one spot, spot, the jerk pit. Shout out to them for staying open. Lying. Yeah, no, that's lying behavior. And I'm going to give y'all the line of the day to go with them for not giving up. You know what I'm saying? Y'all call 18. Oh, no. That, uh, that was five. So <laughs> yeah, that was five. And so y'all, y'all double lying. Our first double line. I got a challenge, though. For those of us from Detroit, if we go on Gazelle and Lions, the Lions are Lions. We may, do we have no. to? The Lions are we'll Gazelle. We'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> no doubt. Um, man, uh, let, me, let me switch, guys, real quick to uh, something more serious. And sometimes, you know, we record the podcast and, you know, um, you forget that it has to live for a whole week. And I promised myself this time I would not forget that this has to live for a whole week. And we will um, not be back on the podcast until after uh, MLK Day. And so in my Ask ET today is simple, man. I want to know, you know, what Dr. Martin Luther King means to you. Um, and as, you know, I know it was funny, man, like, it was years ago, and we were on the way, and Carl, maybe we could play it as quick, but there's a clip called Greatness is Upon You. Most of you probably heard it, but I told E, and I don't remember how many years ago this was, but I told E, we were in the car, and I don't know why, we were riding from Atlanta to Auburn, and I told E, I said, man, yo, you got to start embracing the fact that people see you as you know, the modern day MLK, for lack of a better term, like they see you as a leader, you know, and I don't know what happened and he like embraced it. But, you know, he, he's humble, right? He's got that humility thing going. So he was like, yeah, no, I feel you. And I was like, no, no, no. These kids in this generation, they look up to you like and not because for real. I, can I be honest with y'all? It used to be a time when I used to be like, uh, you know, oh, he not he more than he not just a motivational speaker. Like a motivational speaker was a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? Like not not a bad thing, but just like he's more than okay. We know he's more than that, but there is no offense taken to, to be a motivational speaker. Most people, you know, don't like to be called motivational speaker because they're not motivational. But I'm like, no, he like yo, you inspire people on a whole nother level, and you know the the people who come up to you and be cancer, you know, and got through chemo because of you and all of these things. And I was like, yo. You are, you give people hope in a different way, maybe, but you give people hope, you give people, you know, optimism for tomorrow. And I said, yo, in much the same way that MLK does. And I told him that on the way there, and maybe we could just play the clip right there. And and what came out was like, you can imagine, Carl, we are maybe an hour from the joint. We get there, and then this clip comes out of it. And I'm talking about the hair on the back of my neck stood up in the room. You could have heard a pin drop when he finished. But this hey, is let me drop it right out. now. Yeah, let me drop it now. Yeah. yeah, but I did something unique. I went and got my GED, got my four year degree, got my master's degree, and I'm a dissertation away from my PhD. And I hate school. So somebody said, if you hate school so much, why are you getting a PhD? Because I figure if I get a PhD, I'm gonna create something in my family, and my son gonna have to at least graduate from what? Come on, come on, come 100. Come on. If your daddy got a PhD, you can at least do what? 
you can at least graduate from high school. And let me tell you something, I told my son, I ain't trying to put no pressure on you, but it's been 60 years since a male in our family has graduated from high school. So I'm gonna need you to take your senior year serious. We got a lot riding on you and I'm telling you, greatness is here, but it ain't on Cam's shoulders no more. It ain't on Farley's shoulder no more. It ain't on Bo Jackson's shoulder no more. Now greatness is on whose shoulder? That's why I wake up every morning at 2 o'clock, 2.30, cause I got my mama counting on me. I got my sister counting on me. I got my son and my daughter counting on me. I got a world that gets up every morning and watches me. I got little kids who don't believe that they can do it. When they saw me, they thought now they can do it. So I get up every morning at 2.30, 3 o'clock, why? Cause greatness is upon me. Dr. King is dead, Malcolm X is dead. I'm that new guy. I'm that new inspiration. I'm the guy you look at when your daddy ain't in your life, when your daddy in prison. I'm that guy that comes to your high school and tell you, you can make it happen. Greatness is upon you, you better act like it. And so, man, when I heard that, I was like, whoa. Like, I, didn't, like, I don't know if he embraced it. Like, when I said it, if he had already pre-embraced it and was just waiting for the green light. But I was like, no, E, you have the right to talk in that manner. Why? I said, for real, because I don't want any other kid in the world following anybody else but you. You talk about the discipline that he got. You talk about the faithfulness. You know, been with one woman his entire life. You know, the type of father he is, the type of man he is, the type of integrity he has. Like, all of these things that you have, E, I'm like, yo, it's okay. Like, some people might say blasphemous to compare yourself to MLK or for CJ and Carl to be saying you the next MLK or whatever. Like, like no. Like, I get to see this from the inside out. And so for me, man, of course, MLK being one of my heroes, one of your heroes, all of those things, man, I think for the listeners out there, like, what does MLK mean to you? And and not he obviously means the same thing to us in terms of, you know, what he did for the movement and all those things. But as a speaker and as a leader and as somebody who has been commanded and thousands listen to your voice, like, what has he done for you personally? Yeah, I think, you know, MLK, MLK you know, taught me that you have to, you know, serve the people, you know. Um, and, and I don't think, you know, people who understand the civil rights time frame don't really understand that, you know, he was unique in that, uh, you know, he was able to obtain his Ph.D. at a very young age. Uh, he had a profession you know, being a, a Baptist preacher, you know, he was married. Um, he had a very strong father, very strong family, you know, background. And I mean, he, he was, he, he was, especially for that time frame, see, living the American dream, you know, for every intent and purpose, you know, during that time frame, you know, he was living the American dream. He had an opportunity to live, you know, uh, in a certain neighborhood and, you know, it, he decided, and I think against, you know, Coretta's, um, you know, initial, you know, hopes that she didn't want to move in, into the neighborhood, you know, where the people were not necessarily, you know, like she didn't want to be with the people. But, you know, like most, you know, wives, she wanted to take advantage of the opportunities that they had. You know, and Martin Luther King was like, no, we have to live among the people, you know, and we have to make certain sacrifices, you know, for the people. And I think that's the biggest, um, I think that's the, the, the biggest piece, man, for me is, you know, he was there, see, and you look at us and you look at most programs, you know, or most businesses, you know, people have a single focus and there's nothing wrong with that, you know, but most people are out to get what they can get, you know, and he really taught me, it's like, look, it's not just about you making it. You have to bring as many people with you as possible. So, you know, our mission is not, 
um, to be, you know, number one in the world in terms of what we do, not just to make, you know, the type of money that we can have to have financial freedom, but our responsibility is to go back and help as many people as possible, you know, to experience the American dream because that's what it's really all about, you know. So I think that that's what it was, self-sacrifice, you know, and like you said, man, I didn't want to embrace, um, you know, the fact that I need to be a shepherd, you know, especially to a lot of these young men who look up to me, you know, who haven't had fathers in their lives and use the videos and the books, et cetera, you know, for inspiration. I, I didn't necessarily want to embrace that. It's so much that comes with that. I have my own family. I have my own life. I've got a business. I'm a pastor, you know, and to, you know, I'm in the airport, man. You know, I'm, I was, I was out eating the other day with um, Didi and the mall, bruh, and I promised you, um, man, see, I, I, we, we don't have a break. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes I feel bad for my wife. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, it just, it, 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 it just, um, yeah, it's just, man, it's tough. See, you know, she, I'm, I'm like, Didi, you good? She like, yeah, you know, just spend, spend the time with the people. So I had one guy that came up to me in the Galleria and was just saying like, see, for real. And I don't share this often, but you know, my man said to me, I'm using your videos right now specifically to get through my mother's death. My mom died. My man said to me, in the mall, see? Imagine he stops me in the mall, so of course he brings attention to me. So before you know it, I have 20 people surrounding me in the mall. You know, and he says, my mom passed two days ago, E, unexpectedly, and I'm actually in the mall buying her outfit. Imagine that, see? He says, I'm in the mall picking out the outfit we're going to bury my mom in, and I see you. And I just want you to know, man, what, what your videos have done for me. His wife is there. His father is there. You know, people around. And I'll be honest with you, see, you know, I didn't grow up in the church. So I didn't grow up with this, you know, desire to be a pastor. As a matter of fact, when I was in college, I remember Trey Hayden used to say to me all the time, like, yo, E, you're going to be a pastor. I'm like, bro, that's your thing. Like, you, your father was a pastor. Maybe your grandfather. Like, that's not my thing. You know what I'm saying? And lo and behold, you know, he, he was able to see, like, you know, I don't know that I was called into traditional ministry, you know, like a lot of guys, but I have been called to really pastor, man, globally. You know, they're Australia. You saw what people, you know, New Zealand, you know, um, in London, man, people in, in South Africa, you know, so um, just man, all over the world. See, so if that's one thing he taught me was that your life can't be about just you, you know, and you can't create a life of prosperity for yourself. You know, you have to be a man of the people and, and you have to everything you've learned, everything you've been exposed to. You know, at some point you have to create systems because that's what made him so unique, I think is that C, what he did was, you know, he impact, you know, you have people on local levels doing all kinds of stuff, but Martin Luther King had national prominence, like international prominence, like, you know, he organized and he, you know, it, it wasn't just, you know, something that came about like the wind and, and was gone. Like he literally had a movement that, that the president of the United States of America, you know, the UN, like the world, you know, had to take notice of this young man and he was young. He wasn't 40, 50, 60. He was a very young man, you know, and yet was able to bring about change. And I know, you know, we celebrate as a country, we'll celebrate, you know, uh, his life, 
you know. And so, yeah, man, just a major inspiration, but he lost his life. See, come on, bro, that's next level. He lost his 39, life. E. Yeah, 39. lost his life. See, come on. That's what, five years for you, see? That's five years for you, at see? 39, though. Yeah. Yeah. But, and you're talking about lost your life at 39. We're not talking about all the struggles that you brought upon yourself, you know, and your family by embracing, you know, your role, you know, late 20s. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, Matt, Matt oh, shout out, That just hit man. me. I'm going to be real, y'all. That hit me 39. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, when I was young, I thought he was like 65 when he died. You know what I mean? Like, but now that I'm like, I'm 34. So I'm like, wow, my man died at 39. Like, yo, like, that that's... You know what I'm saying? Like, that's still young. Like, you know, now that I'm 34, it's still young. You know what I mean? So to see, um, you know, the type of impact he had before the age of 40, you know what I mean? Like, I look at what type of impact he having on the world in, in yeah, you know, 46, in bro. mid 40. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 46. So, you know, you're seven years older than Martin was when wow. he died. And you still young. You know, you still energetic. So when you put it in those terms, man, and see what he did. Um, you know, it is, it is just, it's tremendous, it's outstanding, and uh, it's something that, you know, I'm looking forward to now as Trey gets older. It's funny, uh, my wife and I were watching uh, Blackish last night, and, you know, they were, you know, talking about MLK, and of course, anytime you hear a, a piece of the speech, whatever, um, you just stop, you freeze, you know, you, you, you freeze, and every MLK day, we take time, not to just take a vacation or whatever, but we actually take time to sit down as a family, well, me and Candace anyway, and watch the I Have a Dream speech and watch, you know, um, you know, some of the marches and the footage and things like that on TV. And um, this year I was like, man, is Trey ready? I was like, probably not. But I'm going to start exposing him now anyway. Like, I'm going to make him sit down and listen to the speech. And I'm going to make him, you know, as much as I possibly can at the, uh, at the ripe age of three, um, you know, start to get that in his spirit man just because of you know what it did for you know me you know obviously bro you can imagine how much he means to me i'm, I'm the product of a, a, a biracial marriage you know what i'm saying like my mom is white my dad is black like without him i would yeah. literally would not yeah, be literally. here you know what i mean yeah. and so that was the dream um, see you know my yeah, man, that was the right, dream yeah, dream my, my man gave his life like died so I could have life, and that is, is is something that I don't take lightly, man. And you know, you, you, you like I can't, you, I don't get super emotional often, but when you hear him speak, man, you know, you, you stop everything you're doing, and it's my hope that, um, you know, y'all, you know, what and whatever E does for y'all, you know, I know there's a lot of people out there who, including myself, you know, what I mean, I tell you all the time, don't get it twisted because me and Carl are super close to E, and that's our big brother. Like we don't you know, still have those moments. Like I said, matter of fact, in Philly, I said, I said it's crazy. We probably heard E speak 20,000 times. And in the last stop on the tour in Philly, Carl, like, fanned me over. Like, yo, see, come over here. He was like, yo, this speech just changed my life. I don't know if I ever heard him this good a day in my life. And I was like, I just had to agree with him. And um, so, E, man, keep doing what you're doing, man. We love you. We thank you. Um, and, and, you know, big shout out to Martin Luther King. You want to get us out of here on that nugget of the day? Yeah, I, I, man, let me tell you something. I, I would be remiss. I think Martin need to give him the nugget of the day. And I would say, as you're listening to this, please, there are a lot of young people, and I admire them, see, for wanting to be like MLK. There's no way you can look at a man of this statue and not want to be like him, but don't want to be like him for the attention. 
You know, don't want to be like him so that people can say your name and you can sign autographs and, you know, people speak, you know, highly of you. Don't don't do it for that reason. As you listen to the speech, listen to the spirit of the speech, listen to the struggle of the speech and listen to and listen to who he was talking about. It wasn't himself. It wasn't his wife and kids. He was talking about others. And so I really want you to listen to the speech selflessly this time. I, don't be selfish. Don't, don't listen to it as, okay, yeah, I got, this was going to happen to me. Hear it as it was intended to be heard in that this speech I'm giving is not about my freedom, but it is about others' freedom. And ask yourself when it's over, in your, in your part of the world, in your neck of the woods, you know, in, in terms of those who you influence, what could you do? to make the life of somebody else better. How can your life not only inspire, but empower somebody? So uh, with all due respect, um, let's just take this moment uh, to listen to one of the most powerful and dynamic human beings uh, that ever walked this earth, Dr. Martin Luther King. Hey man, we thank y'all for listening. Appreciate y'all, love y'all. We'll see you next week. So even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow. I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream that one day even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression, will be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. I have a dream that one day down in Alabama with its vicious racist, with its governor, having his lips dripping with the words of interposition and nullification. One day right there in Alabama, little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream today. I have a dream that one day every valley shall be exalted. Every hill and mountain shall be made low, the rough places will be made plain, and the crooked places will be made straight, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. This is our hope.
This is a faith that I go back to the South with. With this faith, we will be able to hew out of the mountain of despair a stone of hope. With this faith, we will be able to transform the jangling discords of our nation into a beautiful symphony of brotherhood. With this faith, we will be able to work together, to pray together, to struggle together, to go to jail together, to stand up for freedom together, knowing that we will be free one day. This will be the day, this will be the day when all of God's children be able to sing with new meaning, my country tears of thee. Sweet land of liberty of thee I sing. Land where my fathers died, land of the pilgrims cried. From every mountainside, let freedom ring. And if America is to be a great nation, this must become true. And so let freedom ring. From the prodigious hilltops of New Hampshire, let freedom ring. From the mighty mountains of New York, let freedom ring from the heightening Alleghenies of Pennsylvania. Let freedom ring from the snow-capped Rockies of Colorado. Let freedom ring from the crevaceous slopes of California. But not only that, let freedom ring from Stone Mountain of Georgia. Let freedom ring from Lookout Mountain of Tennessee. Let freedom ring from every hill and mole hill of Mississippi, from every mountainside. Let freedom ring, and when this happens, and when we allow freedom ring, when we let it ring from every village and every hamlet, from every state and every city, we will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics, will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty, we are free at last.